Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Emily Tillman Hoagland is pursuing a master's degree in public history with an emphasis in museum studies and management, but she's already off to a flying start with plenty of experience. She created a permanent history display for the public safety facility in Maryville, Missouri. She processes historical memorabilia at the Albert Gore Research Center, and she co-created the Preserving the Bottoms podcast about an African-American community in Murfreesboro. We'll talk with Emily Tillman Hoagland after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. Recent MTSU graduate Isaac Wayner of Medina, Tennessee, near Jackson, was commissioned as a second lieutenant recently in a special ceremony at the Donald McDonald Hangar at MTSU's Flight Operations Center at Murfreesboro Airport. Commissioning ceremonies are a tradition for students in platoon leaders class, that's the Marines version of ROTC, as they transition from the university to being a member of the military and serving their country. An aerospace professional pilot major and certified flight instructor, Wayner will report to Quantico, Virginia for six months of basic school. As a pilot, he'll eventually move to the Naval Air Station at Pensacola, Florida for flight training. Wayner becomes the sixth family member and third generation to join the Marines. His father, John Wayner, an MTSU alum, class of 85, with a degree in business administration, retired as a lieutenant colonel. And Suzanne Wayner, Isaac's mother, is a former lieutenant commander in the Navy Nurse Corps and a former MTSU student. And to commemorate MTSU's recent elevation to R2, high research activity, the College of Graduate Studies is offering a limited-time, reduced $2 application fee for domestic students applying for the fall 2022 semester. The offer, almost a $50 savings, serves as one of the many features that attracts new students to seeking an advanced degree or training at MTSU, the college hitting record enrollment numbers in recent years. Education options range from taking courses as a non-degree student to earning certificates, master's, specialist, and doctoral degrees. The college also continues to waive admission tests for some programs. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Emily, welcome, and thanks for being on the program. Hello, it's great to be here. (laughs) What spurred your love of history from the beginning? Oh, I grew up in a family that really encouraged education and really put an emphasis on learning history. Um, Anytime we went on vacation, we were always stopping at museums and historical sites and Um, My grandma has a really strong interest in genealogy, so it's just something that I have always been exposed to. Um, I always had history books in my hand growing up. I was a big reader, so I was really interested in reading like historical fiction. And um, it's just something that has always been a part of my life. And now I'm getting to pursue that professionally. (laughs) It's just always kind of been there. And my family really encouraged that. Uh, You graduated from Northwest Missouri State University with a bachelor's degree before you transferred here. What was that experience like? Yes, uh, I did meet my husband there, met lifelong friends there. Um, The professors were wonderful. Um, It was a smaller school than MTSU, so I got to have a lot of one-on-one interactions with the professors. Um, We did a lot of group projects, so we got to collaborate on different things. 
And they really encouraged us to get professional experiences by doing internships. And they helped to set us up for success by finding internships, which is how I ended up with the Public Safety Project. Tell us about the uh, display in the R. Keith Wood Public Safety Facility in Maryville. Can you describe it for us? Uh, In the fall of 2020, they moved from their old location into the new facility, which is the R. Keith Wood Public Safety Facility. And uh, how did you conduct your research for that project? Um, It was, I guess, a little bit non-traditional. No one had ever gone through and compiled the history of the department in one location, so it was really scattered. Um, The Nottoway County Historical Society and Museum had quite a bit of information The department themselves had a lot of photos and uh, different history records available in just a back closet in the building. So um, just kind of everywhere. And then I even spent a morning digging through a basement storage room at City Hall. (laughs) So it's just kind of like I said, it was just kind of everywhere. Um, And then I was also able to conduct interviews with different people from the department and from the community to um, ask them what they thought would be important to include and what this new building process looked like for them. The exhibit that's on display consists of three separate panels. Two of them are, I believe, three feet by five feet. So they're pretty large and they have a timeline of just different events uh, relating to the department and the founding of the department up until the new building was constructed in 2020. And the second panel is kind of the history of the department as well as the story of constructing the new facility where the exhibit is on display. Um, And then the third panel is a little bit smaller and it has just pictures of the building and the progress of the building getting built. (laughs) Then the department goes all the way back to the 1800s. So you really had to uh, shake the dust off of some of those documents down there in the basement, didn't you? Yeah, there were some very dusty old photographs that I got to pull out and scan and they were really cool and just showed different sides of the department and all the way back to a horse and wagon fire truck that they had. And it was really fun. (laughs) And that's a permanent display. That's going to be there through time immemorial, right? As far as I'm aware, until they decide they don't want it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And what kinds of memorabilia are you helping to process at the Gore Center? I'm working with the Johnny Hayes Political Memorabilia Collection. Um, Mr. Hayes was a director of the Tennessee Valley Authority, and he worked as the campaign finance manager for the Al Gore 2000 campaign. I'm sure you've said you've been here. You've probably seen the buttons. That's what we have a lot of buttons and pins. We have a lot of posters. We have photos. I was just going through a box today that has some magazines and newspaper articles and all kinds of stuff. Um, um, Pretty much any kind of political artifact that you can imagine, we probably have something like that. Last week we found a like a box of cereal and a can of soda. So it's just very wide ranging and we never know what we're going to find when we open a box. Um, so it's, it's a really fun challenge. You never know what you're going to find when you open a new box and it's something different every day. What are some of the more interesting items you've, you've run across? Anything particularly weird or funny? Um, uh, Johnny Hayes was working for the Al Gore 2000. So he's obviously going to co- collect the things that are going against the opponents. Oh, tell, me, tell me about the stuffed animals and the cereal and the soda. Tell me what those were for. 
Um, the can of soda was a Clinton Cola soda can for the Bill Clinton campaign. Um, the box of cereal, I believe, was for the Olympics in the 90s. I'm not, I don't remember. Um, there was even like a bag of dog treats that was kind of an attack ad against George Bush in 2000. Um, so it's it pretty funny. <laughs> If you if you ever find a uh, can of gold water from 1964, yeah. honest to goodness, the Goldwater campaign used to go door to door raising money for Barry Goldwater's presidential bid by selling those. And basically it, it was just ginger ale. It, it's at least that's what it tasted. Yeah. I think we have an empty Goldwater can. There's nothing in it, but we have the can. <laughs> somebody <laughs> drank it. I knew somebody would. I'm sure someone did. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Specialized training in forensic science prepares tomorrow's professionals through the Forensic Institute for Research and Education, or FIRE. The Forensic Anthropology Search and Recovery Team assists law enforcement with skeletal remains at crime scenes. Legendary forensic scientists provide lectures free to the public, and high school students work realistic crime scenes each summer at our CSI MTSU camp. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com. The Middle East-centered MTSU seeks to promote greater understanding of the politics, history, and culture of this vitally important region of the world. Its mission includes the promotion of outreach programs and faculty research. The center sponsors lectures by Middle East experts and scholarly exchanges. We're especially pleased to offer an interdisciplinary minor in Middle East Studies with courses in Arabic and Hebrew. This is Dr. Alan Hibbard, Center Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The mission of the June Anderson Center for Women and Nontraditional Students is to provide education, advocacy, direct services, outreach, and programming for the MTSU campus and surrounding community on gender-related issues. The center also assists older students who are trying to balance work, college, and family. It also sponsors a monthly legal clinic, career brown bag series, book club, and a newsletter twice a year. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. 
NTSU's Jewish and Holocaust Studies minor offers undergraduate students a chance to study the culture and religion of the Jewish people and the Holocaust in an interdisciplinary program. Studies include history and culture, theology and philosophy, and the arts and social sciences. Courses tackle vital topics central to local and global awareness, including multiculturalism and the meanings of diversity, religious tolerance, and genocide. For the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Emily Tillman Hoagland is our guest. She is a graduate student going after a master's degree in public history with an emphasis in museum studies and management. What, how do you help to preserve some of the memorabilia that you process at the, at the Gore Center? What actually do you do? Uh, so we do a little bit of preservation work and rehousing items as needed. Um, but a lot of times we just leave things in whatever state that we received them. Um, so a lot of times with paper items, that'll involve removing um, paper clips or staples or binder clips. Uh, Mr. Hayes is a big fan of using binder clips and paper clips in his documents. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few posters that we've had to do a little bit of cleaning because they came in just a little bit moldy. Um, so we do a little bit of that kind of stuff, but a lot of what I typically do is just processing and logging those items into our past perfect software. So that just means we create a record of what we have, uh, when it was created, who created it, where it came from, and then we do a description of what it is so that in the future, if someone comes in wanting to research, they can go into our program and look up that item and then see anything that's related to it or look up specific people. Um, So it just creates a searchable record for us to use as well as future researchers. Creating those records so that if you come in and you're like, hey, I want to research Al Gore, you can look up his name and it shows you pretty much everything that we have that's related to him. Um, So that just really makes what we have accessible because right now it's just kind of stacked in boxes. Um, We try to take care of those so that it doesn't affect any other items in the collection. Do you have to make digital copies of them? Um, We typically, with the items, just take a picture, but we don't actually make a digital copy of it. That's not something that we're doing right now. But for the, uh, you you don't do that for the articles, for the documents either? Um, We haven't gotten to any of those yet. We're just working on the physical items, so. (laughs) Okay, I got you. Uh, Now, tell us about preserving the bottoms. How did that get started? Yeah, so that actually is a project that came out of my public history seminar class last fall. Um, We had to do a sort of semester long project and create a final product. Um, And each of us got to do something different, whatever we were interested in. Um, So my classmate Morgan and I decided that we wanted to create this podcast. And with the help of County Archivist John Lodel, we narrowed in on the historic preservation efforts of the Bottoms community. Um, We noticed that there had been a lot of historic preservation work done for the Civil War sites and a lot of the um, predominantly white history areas of Murfreesboro. But there was very little that has been done so far for the African-American communities. And so we just wanted to bring those efforts that are being done to light and acknowledge why that history is so important to preserve. Um, So to do that, we were conducting interviews with 
Miss Margaret McKinley and Miss Mary Watkins, who are actively working um, to preserve that history with the um, African American Heritage Society, I believe is what it's called here in Rutherford County. Um, and then we interviewed Dr. Woods with the history department to get his input on um, just how gentrification and urbanization have affected Murfreesboro and what is left of the Bottoms community. What did you find out about the Bottoms that you didn't previously know? Um, so I'm not from Murfreesboro or Tennessee at all. So I didn't really know anything about it going into this project. And the same with my partner, Morgan Condry. She's not from Tennessee either. So we were kind of starting with a blank slate. Um, and we discovered that there was this really, really rich history of African-American culture in this community that's just a block away from Main Street here in downtown Murfreesboro. And it was something that persisted throughout um, the Jim Crow era and segregation and was kind of ultimately destroyed by gentrification and the introduction of Broad Street, um, which is a story that you hear over and over across the country with um, African-American communities just being bulldozed over for highway systems to come in. We'll take a break yeah. here. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. The Concrete Industry Management Program at MTSU fills the need for trained personnel who know concrete technology and techniques. Our alumni go into the marketplace grounded in basic math and science and able to promote products or services related to the industry. Our participation in the academic common market ensures talented students in other states a chance to enroll on an in-state tuition basis. To find out more information on this or other university programs, visit mtsunews.com. Specialized training in forensic science prepares tomorrow's professionals through the Forensic Institute for Research and Education, or FIRE. The Forensic Anthropology Search and Recovery Team assists law enforcement with skeletal remains at crime scenes. Legendary forensic scientists provide lectures free to the public, and high school students work realistic crime scenes each summer at our CSI MTSU camp. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Women in Science and Engineering, or WISE, helps college women prepare for and become involved in science-related careers. WISE nurtures women's interest in these fascinating and critical fields and provides mentoring and networking opportunities. The group's main goal is to assure women of their importance in all scientific and technical fields and to promote equal opportunity and treatment of women in science. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, WISE advisor. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. 
the Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Emily Tillman Hoagland is our guest. She is a graduate student going after a master's degree in public history with an emphasis in museum studies and management. But I would like to ask you what you aspire to do after you obtain your master's degree. Yeah, um, so after working with the Hayes Collection here at the Gore Center, um, I have a really big interest in working with political collections. Um, before working with the Hayes Collection, I was really interested in the social movements of the 1960s and 70s, um, which is sort of how we ended up doing the Preserving the Bottoms project as well, because that sort of fit into that interest area. Um, so kind of combining that with my interest in political collections, I would love to work in a presidential library someday. Uh, whichever one will hire me. I'm not really picky about that. <laughs> um, but yeah. You're, you're nonpartisan in that regard. Nonpartisan. I will do for whoever hires. <laughs> do you collect any of your own political memorabilia personally? Um, I do not. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> you're, you're more interested in, in the process than <laughs> you are in uh, actually having your own collection full of stuff. Yeah, I like to have the books that talk about the stuff, but my tiny apartment isn't big enough to collect like Mr. Hayes did. <laughs> so you're you're not anticipating going for a PhD? Um, at the moment, I just want to take a break when I finish my master's and then potentially come back for a PhD someday after I've had a break from school. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. I mean, you, you go to school for six years and all of a sudden it's like a, there's life out there. Yeah. <laughs> try to discover some of it. Um, how, how, how closely do you keep up with uh, political campaigns uh, throughout the years, the midterms, the presidentials, the locals? Uh, how, how closely do you uh, monitor the newscast and see what's going on? Um, I would say my interest has grown a little bit more since I started working with this collection. Um, I wasn't really interested in politics until I came of voting age. It was just something that I was like, oh, you know, it happens, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but I was first of voting age for the 2016 election, and that was kind of a big controversial one. So I was like, wait, great way to start, you know. Um, so just watching how the political processes have gone for the last, oh gosh, eight years now, um, it's just interesting to see how things develop at the national level. And I definitely have more interest in the national level politics um, and the presidential campaigns. Those are my favorite items from the Hayes collection. Um, so I don't really follow the local elections as closely, but I haven't really been in one place to watch those for a while. So... <laughs> Well, I hope you get to uh, work for a presidential library someday. It might even be one that hasn't been built yet, if That'd you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Tillman Hoagland, thank you for being our guest on MTSU on the Record. Thank you so much. We'll be right back.
NTSU's Jewish and Holocaust Studies minor offers undergraduate students a chance to study the culture and religion of the Jewish people and the Holocaust in an interdisciplinary program. Studies include history and culture, theology and philosophy, and the arts and social sciences. Courses tackle vital topics central to local and global awareness, including multiculturalism and the meanings of diversity, religious tolerance, and genocide. For the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The mission of the June Anderson Center for Women and Non-Traditional Students is to provide education, advocacy, direct services, outreach, and programming for the MTSU campus and surrounding community on gender-related issues. The center also assists older students who are trying to balance work, college, and family. It also sponsors a monthly legal clinic, career brown bag series, book club, and a newsletter twice a year. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. TERA wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to TERA, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Stephanie Barrett has the middle moment. MTSU's Outdoor Pursuits recently landed a $70,000 grant from the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency to pilot a fishing program, the first university outdoor recreation program in the state to do so. Coordinator Blake Osborne explained how it all started. 
So we started the uh, fishing program because we had a lot of students um, every year come in and ask, hey, do you guys do fishing? From there, I started asking questions to different agencies and the Tennessee Wildlife being a part of that. And that's how we kind of got to the grant. I emailed a couple of people. I asked them like, hey, what should I do to start a fishing program? When they found out that I'm a full-time outdoor rec professional at a university, David Lowry actually replied to me and he's like, hey, let's set up a call. They wanted to reach out and try to make something happen with us. A couple days later, it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put in the grant request for seventy thousand dollars, and I was like, you mean seven? Like I was I was hoping for a thousand dollars, right? Um, and then seven would have been amazing. And he goes, no, seventy thousand. That's MTSU on the record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University is produced by the university's marketing and communications office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.